0: If you feel it, you know it. D-Rock Production. Sports Talk with D-Rock. What's up, people? It's your boy D-Raw, and I'm coming to you with another episode of STWD, and you already know how this goes. It's your second episode of the H-Town Breakdown, and hey, like I told you, if you need a shout-out, if you want a shout-out for your kids or even for yourself and you're playing sports in the Houston area, just let your boy D-Raw know. You can always comment or call or whatever and just let me know. I got you on the next H-Town Breakdown episode. So, hey, first I got to go ahead and get into the Houston Texans because, of course, the NFL is the most relevant sport that's going on right now for everybody. And the Texans will be facing off against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday at noon at 12 o'clock. And the Texans' chance of winning is 14%. That's pretty damn sad. So that goes to show that 85.8% Goes towards the Bills. Um, The Texans will be playing the Bills in Western New York at Orchard Park or Highmark Stadium to be exact. Uh, The capacity is 71,621. Screaming Bills Mafia fans. So, Buffalo has a spread lining them out to be winning by 16.5 points. That goes to show that the Texans have no chance, with the over and under being 47. Now, I do believe that the over and under will get over 47, but I don't believe that the Texans will have a majority of those points at all, or even have. I think the Bills would tear the Texans up. Uh, As much as I love my team, we just don't have no chance. After i I seen the way the Bills uh, just depleted the Washington defense, the Texans have no chance. I mean, Washington have a great pass rush, good run stoppers, good DBs, you know, and the Texans have none of that. And then even on the offensive side, they at least have somebody to be competent in. You know, and Terry McLaurin and and then you you got Taylor Heineken. No, he's not great yet, but he's still young. He he has potential. They have a good running back, a good run game, and Buffalo just shut all that down. They they showed Washington up. So with me looking at this game, I have to try to see what things can the Texans do good in this game. And I think the things that they can do good in this game, um, coming from David Cully, he said that they would open up the offense to Davis Mills. Now, if you didn't know, Davis Mills is ranked number one out of all the rookie quarterbacks so far this season. And behind him following is Trevor Lawrence, and behind Trevor Lawrence is Mac Jones, and behind Mac Jones is Zach Wilson, and so on and so forth. Uh behind him is Justin Fields, who's been put in a horrible position as well. So now you look at what Davis Mills has done, he hasn't done anything to be mad about um, last week against the Panthers. He didn't turn the ball over. He went 19 for 28 for 168 yards, playing very conservative. So with David Cully claiming that he will be opening up the offense, you have to wonder what is that going to do for Davis Mills? Basically, he will be opening up the offense as if he was Tyrod Taylor at this point. So I want to know what kind of reads Davis Mills can make how can he carry carry uh, the, the team through the game? And can he take care of the ball when he got the full offense going at him and moving in rotation? I really look forward to seeing what Davis Mills brings. I mean, he's had, what, 10 days to get ready? So he got 10 more days of reps with, with Cooks, Miller, and all the other people that's going to be healthy. And I look forward to that. But I think the biggest thing... Uh, for the Texans to even have some kind of slight success in this game against the Bills will be Mark Ingram getting the amount of touches that he deserved and uh, so on and so forth with the run game. You have to make sure that the run blocking is working and that the run game is thriving because if not, they already know what to do. They know to force Davis Mills to throw the ball, load up the box of eight with eight, and then just play that way so they have to play smart like I said I really don't see the Texans winning this game but if they can make it competitive that's a hell of a lot better than just going out there and getting your ass whooped and with us leaving Buffalo and playing New England the next week with Davis Mills getting that experience against a good Buffalo team he should be good maybe even great against the Patriots in the next week so there's a lot of potential in this game for just learning for davis mills with him having the full offense at hand now and uh hopefully you know he gets some of these guys back that that he he will need to succeed uh going forward against buffalo but especially against the patriots because Um, I think that would be his third game, and Tyrod will have to be out at least three games. So that could possibly be Davis Mills' last game. But um, if Davis Mills continues to impress, we won't even see no more Tyrod Taylor. Now, I hope that is the the, the best-case scenario. I like Tyrod, but drafting Davis Mills in the third round with the first pick for the Houston Texans in the draft means that he is a major cornerstone for this franchise moving forward uh, to have any kind of type of success. So I look forward to seeing Davis Mills succeed. And if he does, that would mean that they wouldn't need a quarterback and they can actually focus on getting position players to build around Davis Mills on the offense and on the defense so the Texans can move forward and have better success. So the thing is, if Davis Mills has success early on and he picks up the game like he seems to be, I mean, he seems to be reading reading the defense as well um, so far. He's not doing too bad. And um, if he continues on that track, that means that that can accelerate the Texans' rebuild. So I'm hoping that is the case because – then we don't have to be worrying about who we're gonna draft next at quarterback because at this point of the season, you really don't know it's too early, and there's not anyone out there at this point in college um that you can just you know say that oh he's the number one q b uh, right away and and go off of previous seasons there's nobody out there right now you know last year you could say oh yeah trevor lawrence he he's a he's the next up and coming q b and we've been seeing him for three or four years or whatever, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But there's no one out there right now. So you have to wonder who is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be Rattler or what. But good luck to the Texans. But um, I see them going 1-3, you know, after uh, next Sunday's game. Right now they're 1-2. and two. I don't see them being 2-2 two and two at 500. So, you know, we got to talk about the Houston Rockets. The Rockets have been training. They are training in Galveston to be uh, right on, and they have been going through their media days. So they you know they took their their new pictures and they getting all their little jumbotron videos together and intros and things like that. And they've been looking good. And Stephen Silas has been very happy with the team. Now the weird thing is that this five time all-star name John Wall, he's been on the sidelines. They've been using John Wall to basically be a mentor and they have no other um no other destination for John Wall to be doing anything on this team but mentoring the young players under him. And then also, you know, they got um, I think what was it also they got DJ Augustine and they got Daniel Tice they're using them as well as mentors on the team as they are now vets of the young group that we have coming forward. Hell, DJ Augustine even said that he can't even keep up with the young guys. They call him OG. He just comes to the gym and go home. But he's only thirty three, so <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? But um it's a lot of it's a lot of um bright stars on a Rockets team. Um uh, unfortunately, Sagoon, he's been sick or whatever so he hasn't been participating in a training camp as of yet but he will be coming soon um i think they're moving from one destination to another so for for now they're in galveston they're training and getting getting their uh legs under them and things like that because you know next month starts with preseason, season and and then right before you know it it'll be um it'll be regular season so I am looking forward to seeing my Houston Rockets out there balling. Uh, I'm looking forward to trying to see what will Eric Gordon do, you know, with his future coming to a close with the Rockets. Will they trade him or will he just continue to play out this season with the Rockets? Will they trade John Wall sooner than later? You know, we, we don't know. But uh, would... Christian Wood, he he feels like he is a star for the Rockets, and he feels like the Houston organization believes in him. Daniel Tice feels like he's a defensive anchor and leader for the Rockets. Now, I never knew Daniel Tice was, you know, that good on the defense, but I guess we we will see what Daniel Tice brings to this Houston Rockets team. Um, I know he got a a nice little three-point range, and he can shoot it in the corner, but I'm not really sure on the Daniel Tice team. Not really sold on Daniel Tice like that. I've seen him play for the Celtics and he looks decent, but I'm not sure that that is the best move uh, to be in the starting five. But of course they're going to put him in starting five if you know they pay them all that money. So I'm trying to wonder what is the starting five going to be? KPJ, Jalen Green, then Eric Gordon or Jaylen Tate then we gotta have Christian Wood and Daniel Tice. Am I correct? If you agree with that, let me know in the comments because I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the starting five is going to be. Hell, since John Wall's not going to play, so, you know, that's kind of crazy. So, hopefully they figure that out before the season starts so we can get to a real uh, starting five for the Rockets and, and look at something uh, that's going to take us to the future. So, the Astros have, I believe, six games left in the MLB season. Right now, they're playing the Tampa Bay Rays, and actually today is the first day of their three-game series, and hell, I think the Astros are losing right now. Let me be sure. The Astros are actually losing 2-0. to zero. It is the bottom of the fifth currently, as I speak, and... That will be like what four games straight that they've lost. I, I'm not understanding like what what Dusty Baker is doing out there, but whatever he's doing, he's not doing it right. Because going into the playoffs, you're supposed to be hot. You're supposed to be ready to hit and turn those bats on. And also, did you hear about the news with Zach Greinke? Greinke has said that he doesn't really want to be in the starting rotation because he I guess he doesn't feel like he's healthy enough to be a starting pitcher so he wants to be a relief pitcher currently and I just can't agree with that. Grinky is too good for to be sitting in a relief in the bullpen. Number two, he get paid too much to be sitting in relief in the bullpen and he has the most starts for the Astros, so he definitely needs to be a starter especially if the Astros want to win anything in the playoffs. Also, uh, I wanna mention that the Astros most likely will be taking on the Chicago White Sox in the first round. And you gotta wonder what is that gonna do for the Astros and how far the Astros will go. I'm hoping we can at least get to the ALCS. I mean, of course, I would love for us to get to the championship, but at this point, man, I just don't I don't see the Astros getting there. They haven't really impressed me lately and I'm really disappointed in Dusty Baker. I mean, lately, yeah, he's been making a couple strides here and there, but then it's like as soon as he makes a stride, it's just like he just pull it all the way back. It just retract all the way back. So I look forward to this postseason probably being something of a disappointment and a waste of talent um, for the Astros because there are so many players on a team that can compete and be ready to compete in the playoffs. But I just think Dusty Baker is just misusing people and not taking advantage of what we have to offer. Um, So hopefully the outcome is AOCS. I see us le- losing to the, the Rays in the playoffs uh, because the Rays just had that pitching and our pitching is just not there. And obviously, our hitting is not there either at this point because we've been struggling to win any games and we haven't been hitting enough. And in the times that we do hit enough, we're not pitching good enough. So I don't know what to say about the Astros at this point, but I hope for the best for the Houston Astros. Now, I know we got some soccer fans out there, and if you want to have a update on a Houston Dynamo, I'm here to tell you that the Dynamo are second to last in the Western Conference of the MLS still. They're only winning by a goal or two um, compared to Austin FC. So the Houston Dynamo is just not really good. And hell, I think it's been about probably about five or six years since they did anything to even be considered competitive but Austin F C don't even count because this is their like their inaugural year and Dynamo been around for a long ass time now. So I'm just gonna say the dynamo in last place and they need to get it together very, very quick. Because they got this nice spanking new stadium that's not too old and they haven't done anything and that nice orange juice box at all but disappoint so let's go ahead and move on to our college football because there was a lot of good college football coming out of houston um this previous week you know of course the the houston cougars won they beat navy as i mentioned in the last episode but Houston plays Tulsa this week. And the over and under is 54.5, which I believe both teams will surpass. And Tulsa is supposed to win by 4.5 points. The game is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Houston comes into the American Conference battle 3-1. and one, And Tulsa is 1-3. and three. But Tulsa has played some solid teams so far. Um, so you got to look up to Tulsa and see if they're willing to prove the doubters right and they go out there and get the victory. I'm kind of worried about Houston. You know, we we lost to Texas Tech. We barely beat Navy. And if we lose to this Tulsa team, I just think Dana Hogerson got to get fired. I was screaming, fire Dana Hogerson. But, um... Somehow he pulled off the win. So, going into this game against Tulsa, 3-1 Houston, I will look forward to Houston going 4-1 and Dana Hogerson continuing his success. Also, Clayton Toon is back healthy again. Hopefully he makes some good reads, get us in the end zone, and he he has the receivers there to make the plays. I mean, Nathaniel Dale has been a beast. Marcus Jones has been a beast. So, I think the biggest thing for the Houston Cougars will be stopping the Tulsa passing game as well as slowing down their run game a little bit. But their passing game is amazing so far this season with Davis Brin having 1,200 yards and five TDs already on the season. So you got to look out for that. Um, Now, let's talk about Rice. I believe Rice has... Finally won a game. Yes. They finally won a the game. They're 1-3. And, and this week they take on Southern Miss. Southern Miss is coming off a bad defeat to Alabama. And they're facing Rice in Houston. And the spread is actually going in Rice's favor. Ain't that something? 2.5 for Rice. 45 over and under. I don't think they'll make the over and under. But I do think... Rice could somehow pull off this win. I mean, their quarterback hasn't been disappointing, but he hasn't been the best either. Their running game hasn't been the greatest, but they have one receiver that that might uh, surprise some people. I mean, his name is Cedric Patterson III, and I think he might make some big plays. So hopefully Rice can pull it off, but if it was me betting, I'm a bet against Rice because... They always somehow find out a way to lose. And just the kind of school they are, they really should be playing against Ivy Leagues. But, hey, it is what it is. You know, we got Texas Southern and we got PV in the Houston area. And PV has been off to a great start this year. They're 3-1 and one and they take on Arkansas Pine Bluff. You know, it's going to be a nice battle of the bands out there at Prairie View. And, um... I don't know what the spread is on this game, but PV quarterback Jawan Pass has been looking pretty good. 1,100 yards, 8 TDs. Man, that boy can throw. Then he got a nice little receiver in uh, Jalen Howard, and he got 11 receptions for 281 and 3 TDs. So, hey, I'm thinking PV going to pull this off. They going to get this win on a Thursday. They should take that easily, especially at home. And then, TSU is on a bye. And TSU is under no, they're not undefeated. They're always defeated. I think TSU is 0 and 3. Yeah. They're 0-3. They have no chance of winning anything. Uh and I hope I hope I hope they can't lose on the uh bye week. That is the best situation. You can't lose on a bye week. Now, only thing you can't lose is some players, now, hopefully they don't lose nobody on the on the bye week. Um last team I gotta cover. You got to go to the Southland and look at HBU. Uh, they just been as garbage as ever as well. HBU is 0-3, but they take on Nichols this week. And Nichols is 1-2. And, and I think HBU can get a win out there in Louisiana, man. I think they can pull it off somehow, some way. They got to get this victory. HBU, I'm looking towards seeing you get that victory. Bring back the W, man. So closing out this episode of the H-Town Breakdown. I want to say, people, parents, if you have a child that's in any sports, little league, middle school, high school, college, professionals, let your boy D-Raw know so he can give him a shout-out. Let me know what their stat line is so I can give him a shout-out or whatever the matter may be. But, hey, shout-out to my nephew, Dylan McClendon. Keep doing your work, man. I like what you're doing out there at Stafford. Keep putting in that hard work and it's going to pay off for you. So people, this is another episode of STWD. And don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and let your friends and family know about me, your boy D-R-A-W-W. Because I need your support and I want to give support. Thank you again for listening. To Sports Talk with D-Rock.